0: This is a podcast about immigration and Nevada. Many of you who teach fourth grade would undoubtedly find it very useful for your Nevada history sections, but I think others can also use it to provide local examples of how immigration affects an area. In the case of Nevada, of course, Nevada became a state in 1864. Beyond Native Americans, there was no settlement within the boundaries of the state before the 1850s. With the discovery of the Comstock load in 1869, thousands of people came to the areas we now know as Virginia City and Gold Hill and several other towns around it. This immigration came in part from California, going east across the Sierra Nevada, but also there were people coming from the east coast who were stopping just short of the Sierra Nevada or in the foothills to mine. Many of the people who came to mine on the Comstock Load were Irish. In fact, the Irish were probably the dominant ethnic group in the mining industry in Nevada from the Comstock's discovery until it petered out in the late 1870s and early 1880s. The most prominent miners associated with the Comstock Load were probably the Silver Kings or Big Four, John Mackey, James Fair, James Flood, and William O'Brien. Mackey and Fair were miners themselves and stayed in the mining business running mines for other people and speculating in the ownership of some mines, while Flood and O'Brien quit and went into being stockbrokers. Well, they formed a partnership and together found what was then the world's largest vein of silver in 1873. All four of them were Irish. Fair was the only Protestant of the group, the other three were Catholic, and Flood was the only Irish immigrant. The other three were born to Irish immigrants who had come to the United States. But they were not the only ones. The laborers, the worker bees, if you will, were largely Irish, though not exclusively, of course. Another immigrant group that's very important to the Comstock load, and thus early Nevada, is the Chinese many of whom had come here to work on the gold rush and then went on across the Sierra Nevada to continue working at another mining boom. We tend to think that a lot of the Irish who came to mine in the West were actually coming into that from having built the Transcontinental Railroad. True enough as far as that goes, but actually the Chinese had originally come to work in the mines associated with the gold rush they found in the Virginia City area what they had found in the San Francisco area, discrimination. They were segregated into their own community, which became a Chinatown. In Virginia City, it's a historic site. In San Francisco, it's not only historic, but still a major, bustling, busy area. Another immigrant group that was influential in early Nevada mining was Italians, who had immigrated in the 1860s and 70s as the nation of Italy was being created, and they tended to settle in eastern Nevada. They were often involved in mining and then burning charcoal, which was obviously important for being warm and running the mines. Nevada went into a depression from 1880 to 1900, and there was not immigration or emigration to Nevada, What was going on at that time was people leaving. The population of Nevada declined. It picked up again with the discovery of gold and silver in Tonopah and Goldfield around 1900. And this inspired another round of immigrants coming to make a living. In the late 19th century, the large-scale immigration affecting the United States tended to be from southern and eastern Europe. In the case of Southern Europe, Greeks and Italians. In the case of Eastern Europe, Slavic Jews. Jews did not usually end up migrating to the mining areas, but Greeks and Italians did, for a variety of reasons involving the labor that each group was accustomed to doing. Well, the Greeks and Italians who migrated to Tonopah and Goldfield did not go on to great wealth and fame as the big four of the Comstock did. They were the workers, working for wages, just as many of the miners in Virginia City did, but they certainly did not do as well as the Virginia City miners had done. In Virginia City, they were able to form labor unions and force management to pay them better. But unionizing efforts in Tonopah and Goldfield failed, and the owners of the mines, led by a businessman named George Wingfield, was able to break the union. Another group that was immigrating in large numbers to Nevada early in the 20th century, and that immigration continued for many years, was Basques, B-A-S-Q-U-E, and the Basques came from the Pyrenees Mountains, P-Y-R-E-N-E-E-S, the Pyrenees in France and Spain. Among the most famous names associated with this group was Laxalt. Paul Laxalt became a governor and then a senator. His brother Robert wrote about 20 books about Basque culture, either histories or works of fiction. Robert Laxalt wrote a book about the patriarch of the Laxalt family, Dominique Laxalt, going home to the Pyrenees and called it Sweet Promised Land. And it's still one of the best books ever written, about Nevada, Uh, just a lovely book that's very readable, and I highly recommend it. Basques were immigrating mainly to continue doing what they had done in the Pyrenees, which was to be sheep herders, and in many cases they were terribly exploited. When they arrived in the United States, they spoke no English. The owners of the sheep ranches simply sent them out into the hills uh, to take care of the livestock. Eventually, they began moving into ranch ownership. They were able to get their own land, saving their money, and have gone on to become, in some cases, large-scale ranch operators, particularly in northeastern Nevada. There was an attorney in the Elko area who once said that he had several Basque clients, and they would be in the hills for years, and he would keep their money from the ranchers for whom they worked, and one of the Basque ranchers once told him that he spent so much time around sheep that the only word he could speak when he came out of the hills was baa. Now, that's mostly northern Nevada. In southern Nevada, the story is a bit different. When Las Vegas was founded in 1905, the railroad that founded the town tried to segregate ethnic minorities at the edge of the town site. Block 17, which would be 2nd Street between Stewart and Ogden, ended up being the area where they tried to send African Americans, Asian Americans, and Latinos. Now, those are more politically correct terms because in the case of Latinos, the early Latino population was almost entirely Mexican. You did not have a widespread or diffuse group of people coming from throughout Latin America. This has changed over the years, and Las Vegas is now a melting pot, as you well know. And the school district has a significant percentage of Hispanic students, Asian students. And Las Vegas itself has several large ethnic groups, enough to justify the publication of two different books about ethnicity in Las Vegas. One came out in 2005. The other one will be coming out in another year or so. The first one was called "The Peoples of, Nevada, of excuse me, "The Peoples of Las Vegas," and I contributed the essay on the Jewish community. But there are also studies of Italians, Chinese, Filipinos, Native Americans, and this book can provide you with a lot of useful information. Also, because you'll find the names of some of the people whom schools are named for, and it also provides a way to help you guide your students into doing various projects related to their family stories, and the immigrant experience in Las Vegas and in Nevada. The immigrant experience in Las Vegas also has involved the Great Migration that we're talking about in class, because as we will discuss in the next class, after the first one, so I guess that will be on March 25th, we will be talking about the impact of the Great Migration long-term on Nevada and southern Nevada. So, be prepared for that. If you have any questions or would like any suggestions on readings related to this topic, just let me know. Thank you.